This is Bethany Elliott, and you are listening to the Sacred Sisterhood Podcast. Welcome back to the Fruit of the Spirit series. I am really enjoying the series, and I hope and pray that you guys are too. Just want to let everybody know that all the suggestions and the things that I tell you in these podcasts, I am actually doing in my own life. And I work really hard on practicing what I teach. So just want to let you guys know that you are not alone in making these corrections and doing the things that you need to do to make it to heaven. Because we're going to make it to heaven together. Today I want to start off with a scripture of the day. It is found in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Peace is defined as freedom from disturbance. This phrase, freedom from disturbance, doesn't mean that you won't face conflict or disturbances, but that when we do, we won't be overcome or devastated from whatever the disturbance might be because of our confidence in the promises of God. An artist by the name of Jack Dawson, I don't know if any of you know who that is, but um, he created a painting called Peace in the Midst of the Storm. If you have a chance, you should search it, look look it up. It's a great painting and it it just has a very deep message to it. Um, It's a picture of a storm happening. There is lightning, heavy rain, and dark clouds. The waterfalls are rushing in. Um, But if you zoom into the picture, you see a bird resting in the rocks of this cliff. The bird is unbothered by the storm, completely at peace, even though this waterfall is just rushing over the rocks where he is. This is what I picture now when I think of peace. I saw this, I think, I can't remember who showed me this picture. I think I was watching a sermon online and the preacher had it pulled up on the big screen somewhere. I don't really remember what it was, but... I picture this picture now when I think of peace. It is a state of mind where a person might be in difficult circumstances, but is hopeful, content, and confident that the storm will be calmed. It is also a state of being at rest, experiencing God's rest. In the presence of God, he is with us, working in us, and provides us rest if we allow him. Psalms 4, 8 says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I remember when I brought our daughter home uh, for the first time, we were first time parents and a friend of mine was asking how I was doing. And I told her that I couldn't sleep at night hardly because I was afraid that my daughter was going to stop breathing. And so I would wake up through the night, I would put my hand on her back to make sure that, you know, my hand was going up and down with her breathing to see if she was okay and everything. Uh, My friend told me not to worry about her. And And I'll always remember this, I always take this with me. She said, 
You don't need to worry about her. Say your prayers and trust that God is watching over her, carrying her through the night. And I will never forget that piece of advice, even for my own worries. Um, so rest, sleep, and know that God will make you dwell in safety. So what does peace look like for us? <clears throat> How do we live in peace? To answer this, I could simply tell you to trust God and ask for his peace. I wouldn't be wrong in saying that, but um, you have to know what that looks like in order to live it out. Not only are we to live in peace with God, we must live in peace with others and with ourselves. But what does that all look like? As my husband would say, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> So peace with God. For us to grow in peace, we must have complete trust in God. The Bible is full of God's promises to us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Hebrews 13, 5. He takes care of us. Matthew 6, 25 to 34. Um, he makes a promise that he's going to work all things together for our good. Uh, Romans 8, 28. He loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die for us, John 3, 16. We can only have true peace when we rest in these promises and know their truth in a way that can't even be put into words. I'm still working on having peace with God, and I know I'm not alone in that. I'm a worrier. I worry about things that I have no business worrying about and that, you know, and things that are out of my control but having peace with God makes all the things we worry about his business. When we truly give our worries and fears to him, it's no longer our business. It's his. And we need to stay out of his business and let him take care of us. Having peace with God helps us to rest in the fact that he has a plan even when we don't see it. And even when our lives are crashing around us. Our God must be found in our storms as often as he is found in our peaceful places. Peace means trusting that he will carry us if a huge wrecking ball hits the world we've created for ourselves. Peace is knowing that he has, he has me cradled safely in his hands and there I will rest. So there's this song that I had on replay for about I don't know, maybe a month, I was going through like a really tough time with a transition in my life um, that was really hard for me. And um, this song really just spoke to me. And so I literally replayed and replayed and replayed this song like every single day. And um, it's called Firm Foundation. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Um, it's by Maverick City Music. So and they have some really great songs. But so I'm going to sing a little bit of it for you guys. This is free now. I'm going to sing a little bit of it for you guys. It goes, um, And I still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. And I just love that, um, that little part right there that says, I still have joy in chaos. I have peace that makes no sense. And at that time in my life, I was going through a lot. I was going through a huge transition and it was really rocking my world, but it was so 
weird because I had this peace. It was just like, normally when things would happen like that for me, I would just totally shut down and just isolate and just, you know, go in like, full anxiety mode. But I really had peace about that situation. Um, you know, I ha we all have our days where, you know, we're not 100%. Of course, I had those days still, but still deep down inside of me, I had this peace that didn't make any sense. And so whenever I heard that verse in that song, I just loved it. And so I just wanted to share that with y'all. Um, next, we'll go to peace with others. Um, we all have heard uh, people say things like, I want world peace or I'm praying for uh, world peace. But what is world peace? Is it everyone getting along? Everyone working together in community? No war or fighting? Paul challenges us to reflect on true peace in Romans 12. A peace that is more than no war or fighting, but actively being those who make peace. He says in verse 18, if it is possible as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Peace with our brethren, our sisterhood, is about becoming a part of the body of Christ. Each of us has a job, just like our own bodies, as the Bible describes it. Our ears have a job, our eyes have a job, and so on. In the body of Christ, we all have a job. That job can be big or small, noticed by others or unnoticed by others. Whatever your job is or your role is, if you like that word better, it makes ev it means everything to God and to his church. We are not to look at someone else's role as greater than ours, but celebrate each and every role in the body and recognize the beauty of it and the necessity. Romans 12 3 to 8 tells us not to think of others or not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. My husband is the preacher at our church. Um, his role, it's important, but so is the custodians. I'm the preacher's wife. My role is important, but so is the Sunday school teachers. We all work together for one specific purpose, which is why living in peace with one another is so important. 2 Corinthians thirteen eleven says, Finally, brethren, farewell, become complete, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. I want the God of love and peace to be with me and with his church, but we must live in peace with one another to receive it. So finally, let's talk about some peace with ourselves. We can't leave ourselves hanging. We got to we got to do some self-reflection like y'all know like I y'all know I like to do that. Uh so in preparing this episode, I wanted to see what people were saying about peace. An individual um who is a mentor to many asked these questions to friends and those they mentor. They ask, "Which way brings you most peace? Which way brings you the most peace? And are you at peace with who you are?" Both of these questions are very powerful questions. And just saying those questions to myself, I think about the different options that have been placed in front of me throughout my 28 years of, of life. Um, if 
if I would have asked myself, well, which way brings you the most peace, Bethany? I would have saved myself a lot of unpeaceful experiences. And that's on me, not anyone else. If you have found yourself in an unpeaceful situation, or when you do, we all will or have, ask yourself which way brings you more peace and choose that way. If you have chosen the unpeaceful way, it's not too late. Pray and ask God to present you with some peaceful options. And then when he does, choose it. But an important reminder is when we choose the peaceful route, when we choose the unpeaceful route, we can't blame, we can't play the blame game. Well, I did this because of that, or I did that because he or she did this to me. You are your own you. You have the power to choose peace. Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Basically, don't let your sinful nature control your mind. Don't let your sinful nature choose the unpeaceful route. Be spiritually minded, choosing the peaceful route, which will bring you life and peace. The other question was, are you at peace with who you are? Well, are you? Do you like yourself? Do you like the things you say and do on a daily basis? Are you satisfied with your relationship with God? If your answer to any of these questions is no, then something needs to change. And that thing that needs to change is you. It's your own heart. We can only maintain peace with ourselves by being happy with who we are and by refusing to live a life of guilt, shame, and condemnation. God forgives us and we still choose not to trust in his faithfulness and his promises in the way that he forgives us. If you are still holding on to guilt, shame, and condemning yourself as a follower of Christ, let it go. There is no point in accepting God's forgiveness if we aren't going to accept it fully. There is no true trust or faith in God and what he has done for you if you continue to hold on to who you used to be when you were spiritually dead and living in sin. Now, if you're, sp if you're still spiritually dead and living in sin, or you answered no to any of those questions, you ought to feel guilty and shameful. It's just the truth. Get yourself back into a right relationship with God so you don't have to feel that anymore. Become a new creation in Christ through baptism so that your sins can be forgiven. Be happy with who God created you to be so you can fulfill the unique purpose God has for you so that you can maintain peace with yourself. God has only given us one life to live for him, but we have to choose him. Be at peace with yourself. God only created one of you. He does not make mistakes. When we realize God made us to be what we are and who we are, we have self-worth and we can truly begin to live in peace with everyone else. And there isn't a peace that is greater within us than the peace God has given to us. In John 14, 27, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says, Peace I leave with you. 
by peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace isn't easy, but it's beautiful. It can be found in the darkest places, but it has to be refined on a daily basis. So as you go on your way today, tomorrow, next week, next year, as you experience broken relationships, hurt, self-doubt, worry, or fear, remember peace. Remember the peace of Jesus and how just like he gave his peace to his disciples in their dark moments, he has now extended that peace to you and to me. And when you have it, bring it into the world, bring it to others so that they see Jesus in you in a peace that can only be found in him. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Sisterhood Podcast. Please do not forget to subscribe and leave a review. I can't wait to have you back next week as we study more about the fruits of the Spirit. This is Bethany Elliott, and you are listening to the Sacred Sisterhood Podcast. This is Bethany Elliott, and you are listening to the Sacred Sisterhood Podcast. This is Bethany Elliott, and you are listening to the Sacred Sisterhood Podcast. This is Bethany Elliott, and you are listening to the Sacred Sisterhood Podcast. This is Bethany Elliott, and you are listening to the Sacred Sisterhood Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to Season 1. Every week this season on the Sacred Sisterhood Podcast, I will be talking to you about the fruits of the Spirit mentioned in Galatians 5, 22-23. If you're anything like me, I always need a good refresher on the fruits of the Spirit and how I can apply them to my life. This week, we will be focusing on love, so grab your Bibles and let's get into it.